Airways Podcast kicking off right now. We out here. We out here. We out here. Here it comes. What's up, waivers? Jason here. You are now listening to Airways. We are going to talk about us. And when I say us, I don't mean us. I mean us like the movie Us. Greg, how do you feel today? I feel good, man. I'm a little sleepy. Well, you got to wake up. Yeah. Wake up. (laughs) Out of the tether tunnels. You know? You're not eating rabbits today. Ugh. We are going to spoil the movie. So, like, if you haven't seen it yet and you plan on seeing it, you're just late. Sorry. Yes. Press stop now. Go and watch the movie right now. Come back and press play. And reminder, y'all, it's really important that we as black folks or any type of supporters of any type of film, you watch it open the weekend because a lot of the records and the the awards and stuff are based off opening weekend sales. So far, us hit 70 million sales, which is the highest grossing original horror film in American history, open weekend. Yep. So if you didn't help, shame on you. And you know what? We didn't need you. Still did it anyway. Just joking. Go and see the movie. It's really good. Did bigger than Get Out's first weekend. Oh, really? Um, It is currently only second to Captain Marvel for like all movies. This year. This year. Mm -hmm. So... For a horror movie that's like amazing, that's crazy, uh, Jordan Peele is like now cemented as being you know, ultra dope amazing. How did you feel about the movie? Just uh, a big high level, did you like it? So I did enjoy it. It's definitely more of a thriller than a horror film though. I don't know if I would even call it a horror film. So that's a big takeaway for everybody who's seen it or haven't seen it. There's a lot of Why would you say that? Why, why would you say it's not a horror film? I, I, don't, I wasn't really afraid. You know, like I think horror is where you, they do things to really get under your skin and scare you. And other than Lupita's like amazing performance and her creepy alternate ego or doppelganger, like the rest the, the of red, it wasn't really family. scary. Yeah, the Red Family. Yeah, the rest of them were kind of more comical. I mean, even the uh, the twins were pretty creepy, but they lasted for like 12 seconds. And so there wasn't a lot of things that actually scared me, but it was a lot of suspenseful things and like thrilling moments. And I was very intrigued and kind of creeped out but not afraid, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I was as afraid as I was in Get Out. And I think the fear right. from Get Out was rooted in the fact that I'm a black male. And if somebody tried, it, it was a, a very familiar type of fear. Yeah. It's like, oh, if someone tried to appropriate my body and just like take it over, that would be scary. Right. <clears throat> Whereas for this movie, um, you know, I'm, I don't, I'm not a family man. You know, I mean, if I saw my doppelganger, I'd probably be like, what up? You know, like that's man, exactly that's what, what he did though. That's the beginning. You know, like, like hey, bro, like, like man, let's let's rap, man. This might be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I I really enjoyed it, and I really want to see it like two more times. Um, in the same way that after I watched Get Out the first time, I watched it like three more times, and everything made sense when I watched it in the following uh, viewings. Uh, in an interview, no, we can jump around a little bit on this. He yeah. was in an interview. He was also saying uh, during the Get Out run that he has like these different stories in his mind, mm-hmm. and that um, they all kind of play in the same world. So you know, when mm-hmm. I came out of this, I kind of came out of it thinking like, oh, well, if I approach this and thinking that this is the same world that Get Out is set in, things become a little more interesting. Because Makes that, sense. That science aspect, because you know, somebody did something to have the the you know the the tethered. Right, there was you some know, cloning. That there's some cloning or something, and you know, and get out. If you remember, you know, they were just trying to take over people's bodies. The so, coagulant. So you could, you could, um, <laughs> you know, so you can see that there's some commonalities, some similarities that just kind of keep it rooted in the same type of world. So yeah. Not like some fantasy. To your point, not a horror in that respect. More and it's sci-fi. more sci-fi. Thriller. Yeah. Yeah. This was definitely more sci-fi thriller. Um, so I did see it twice. And that's weird. 
The uh, second time, I definitely picked up on some things, but it's not as much as you think, actually. I think you actually will catch the majority of it. The only, the big difference is, there's a lot of stuff that happens at the beginning that's important that you kind of glaze over because you're yeah. like, what's going on? Like, like a little TV scene? Yeah, and even like, so the big twist at the end yeah. uh, with Lupita, uh, <laughs> realizing that she actually is the clone and not the original. Um, she just gets I think, straight spoiler. Right? I, we just said we were going to do it. Sorry. Stop. <laughs> I told you stop. Press pause now. Look, with Lapita being the clone, because we can just jump right into it. Yeah. That's why I want to watch the movie again. I want to watch that entire character from jump all over again. It's a ton of clues. You know? A ton of clues. Like, I mean, you throughout it, when you see it a second time and you actually know what you're looking for, ton of clues. Yeah. She even kind of talks like them a little bit. Right. And that, that was the thing that, uh, that I picked up on when I was watching like some interviews today. They were saying how like the child version didn't speak because she didn't know how to speak. And right. she learned how to speak. She still struggled with like her vocal tones and stuff like throughout having like conversations with her husband Gabe. Yeah. Um, whereas the, that's the reason why uh, her uh, doppelganger from the Red family uh, could speak because she could always speak as a kid and then she progressively lost the ability to speak. Uh, trauma and things like that. And that's why she's the only one of the uh, doppelgangers that could actually speak. Yeah. And her voice is jacked up because she got choked out. Yeah, that's that's one of the theories. One of the theories. Yeah. yeah. So one other big thing is that there's so many clues from like the time of 1986, like the hands across America was a big yep. deal. I think they said that lasted 15 minutes. And in the movie, she was stuck downstairs for, for yeah, 15 she was minutes. lost from her family for 15 minutes, technically. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so she and the, the big importance of that is that they just really wanted to make a statement. It wasn't about them just escaping. The, the tethered underground. It was about how do we show the world that we exist, that we exist so, together. You so know? Winston Duke has been doing uh, his press run, uh, who plays Gabe, he plays the husband, and yeah. Maku from the Marvel movies. And he's had a very um, interesting take on it, the critique. Cause you know, Jordan Peele's very big on critiques and things like that. Like yeah. he said, he, Winston Duke said for Get Out, uh, that was like the critique of gentrification, but over like a person's body. Cause like uh -huh. gentrification, uh, erasure, right? Uh -huh. Like you move into a neighborhood, it looks the same, but you take away all the culture, you take away all the things that make it what it is, and you just have like the shell of what it is. Mm -hmm. If you think about Get Out, that's literally what's happening to people's bodies. Like, right. They are taking over that space, erasing all the black stuff about it, except for the fact that it's black. Right. You know what I mean? So uh, that was his critique for that. Um, for this, it's like literally you talk about like the disenfranchised people who are also participating in your community. Mm -hmm. Right. So all the people who are above ground are those who are well to do and privileged and they ignore all the things that are happening like right underneath them or right around the corner from them in those places that are like less uh, uh, glamorous and they don't have access to things. Mm -hmm. And people who are in those positions are always going to try and fight their way out of them. Mm -hmm. Right. So like these people aren't necessarily good or bad. They just don't have yeah. access to resources. They're, they're fighting for actual resources. They're literally oppressed people. Right. And I thought that was interesting because I didn't think about that in the movie. You know what I mean? I took more yeah. of a fun sort of approach to it. But when he said it, I was like, damn, that's a that's a pretty, pretty heavy sort of thing. And we've seen it a million times in society. Yeah. It's not that's not a crazy reach, you know, to say that like there's somebody like you in some other part of the country who just doesn't have access that you have. And you, you know, can grow and develop. Like even uh, like in my own family, I have my cousins from Chicago, mm -hmm. right? Like the biggest difference between me and my cousins from Chicago is that I grew up in Virginia. Uh, my male cousins have been shot. Uh, one of them is dead. 
uh, one has been shot, like he's been hit with bullets 24 times in his life. Mm. I've never even held a gun. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like where I was and at that time, where you what my born. life was like. Yeah. You know, like if I was like, if I was my aunt's son instead of my mom's, you know, I would have been in a different part of the country and they had a very different experience. Right, right, right. And so that's, I mean, that's exactly what they went through. I mean, these were very similar people saying they were just born in captivity, if you will. Um, I think it's also interesting, the whole, the, the tethered concept was really dope to me. How the actions above ground connect with the actions below ground and how things that we do, how it costs people below. And there's also like a connection to the oppressed people. Like, yes, you had a really great Christmas, but on the backs of what type of child labor or, right. you know, like what did it take for you to have those Christmas gifts and who actually suffered for you to get it? And that was kind of what that, Lupita versus Lupita was alluding to, uh, which was pretty cool. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. well, uh, again, like uh, you, probably, you should watch those Winston Duke interviews because he, he yeah. definitely was like, uh, the exact metaphor is some of cell phones. He's like, there are people in villages that like risk their lives to get the minerals and the things that build your cell phones and get like arms cut off and all types of stuff. And we just like sit around here with two phones, like it's all good. Right. Like, what if they came to your front door and was like, what's up? Yeah. You know, like, what's up like, with what, that phone, bro? Like, like, what are you gonna do to make this like worth it? Right. You know what I mean? Like, or like, what are you willing to like sacrifice? You know, for this, for what I sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's interesting, man. I mean, Sheesh. the critiques. So, and that's the thing about the movie, right? So, like, uh, you know, one of our friends said she thought it was boring, and that was fine. You know, that's fine. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't mind that. Yeah. yeah, I don't mind that. The critiques and the the second level, uh, uh, you know, thought behind the name us us mm-hmm. like us us like if there's a us there has to be a them right and we're always going to pick us over them yep us like the u.s yep us versus them you know what i mean it's like it's multiple levels and ways that you play to it so the thoughtfulness and the art direction is is what makes me so excited about it yep. if it were you know scarier fine right but if it's thought provoking i get more chills from that yeah i think one other thing that made it a little bit tough is i don't think they did enough character development um, I think that's why, you know, it, it was it started slow, but we weren't actually gaining a lot from that slow beginning, right? Yeah. Like the rabbits, like we didn't need to have five minutes of looking at rabbits. And they didn't actually add to the story, you know, or like the car ride. Like, you know, a lot of that time in the front end that people are bored with could have been utilized to kind of help you paint the picture of the family more. Well, I think they were trying to depict a, a regular family. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and, and that's the thing about like, their family they actually were pretty boring they were pretty boring yeah and I think that's the point right like the middle class nature of it all this is not like a broke black family you know what I mean like they got they got a summer house they they got a little boat you know even a little genie I mean you know the crawl daddy you know what I mean so like they never really had I think that was like the build up right it's like to show that they just are normal people like there's not a broken relationship you know what I mean? Gabe mm-hmm. thought he was about to get some. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah. yo, hey, girl, you better pull up on me. Right. You know? <laughs> she wants to talk about mirror children. You know what I mean? He's like, <laughs> girl, that's crazy, but you're still my wife and I love you, so we can deal with it. Right. You know? So I, I, I get that, uh, that the beginning pacing might have been a little slow. Um, but I think that was definitely intentional to, like, build a sense of normalcy and, like, that it's not anything special. Yeah. Well, then she, like, told the story, and then all of a sudden, they were in the front porch, you know, and it was like, oh, 
that kind of picked up pretty quick. Yeah. Um, I actually thought the woman from Handmaid's Tale, what's her name, Emily Ross? Or Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss, excuse me. She's, um, I mean, I really like The Handmaid's Tale as a show. She, I think she, she plays did. the wife. She plays the, the, the handmaid. Wife. No, not in the hand. I'm talking about the movie. Oh, in the movie, yeah. She's the white wife. Yeah. The white wife. Um, what they call her? Becky or something? Sour? Anyway. <laughs> but the whole thing with the lipstick, and I just thought she did a really good job of dramatizing the tethered version of herself, which was really fire. Like when she was cutting herself and stuff, I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Um, so I thought that was dope. And how she caught the, she caught the, uh, the golf club. I don't know. It was a pretty good fight scene. Well, when when, when Lupita killed her, you know, they made a reference to uh, <laughs> how Lupita stabs her in the neck. And if you watch some of the uh, some of the interviews, they say like all the tethered people when they kill people, they stab them in the neck because of mm -hmm. like speech and voice and you know, whatever. So when Lupita's character does it, you know, like we look at it the second time, like oh, she's operating she, like them. She's operating like them. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The kids were great. I enjoyed the children. Uh, yeah, I thought they did okay. I mean, I the kids' name was Jason. It was good enough. I don't think they did phenomenal. I think baby Lupita was awesome. Yeah, that like, little girl, had. A, she has a very expressive face. Yeah, that was fire. I think uh, the young the young family, they was okay. I mean, I, they were cool. I just didn't, I don't know. I wouldn't. I'm jumping in y'all pockets. Did you pick up on, they were really dramatic with her eyes. Her eyes got really big and Lupita played mm -hmm. with her eyes a lot. Lupita yeah. Big and yeah. exaggerated yeah. and they did that with the little girl. L Lupita yeah. has a very expressive face. Like her features really, really are striking. Did you guys realize this is her first leading role? She crushed it. I think I think Lupita made this movie amazing though. Like her acting I mean, on both sides was fire. Do y'all get what I'm saying? Like this is her first leading role. Like Lupita's mm -hmm. been like Supporting the it. most beautiful woman in the world in like 2014. Right. Like, Lupita's been acting like on at the highest level for at least like the last like eight to ten years, I would argue. Is that too long? We can Google it. Yeah, yeah I mean, whenever that was, that, that's that's that's, that's yeah. when it started. But I mean, I feel this like this is a surprising. I feel like I lived in Atlanta when that came out. You know, yeah, what definitely I mean? a surprising first role for her. I mean, well, I would never imagine. Role. Yeah, I would never imagine her leading a horror film. That would be the last thing I would have assumed she would do. She, I mean, she's gonna win top honors, I think, for this as far as like the screen actors guilds and things yeah. of that nature. Not necessarily at the Oscars. Yeah, I don't know though. Who knows? Because that horror, that horror category genre hasn't seen this level of attention mm, so she might rack up so like six years 12 six years, six, six years yeah. ago yeah, yeah, yeah. so i mean but it's been six years of like good roles she's, too she's had some solid consistent work yeah she's yeah. been working well but i mean for this to be her first lead i was i was kind of surprised i mean because she's very talented um and she did an amazing job uh, i thought like her work on both sides amazing um, I thought Winston Duke did a great job of playing a, a character that was not great. Um, and, but he, 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 again, like I watched his interview, so I was curious to see what his approach was to this. He's a little corny, though. Well, that's the thing. That's what he was saying. Like he, it's like it's throwing the, the same tropes on their head, right? So yeah. like the strong black male, because he is clearly a big black dude, and he was hurt in the first five minutes. Yeah, he got cracked. His knee bat. never. He's like, but he got beat by himself. He's like my knee. <laughs> His knee, his knee still hurt. You know what I mean? Like, my man was lifting the whole movie off one baseball bat. His knee got cracked with the bat. People are getting stabbed in the neck. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, I don't think he was a very defensive father either. But that's, that's the thing. They're like, 
every choice is like a, a like you can kind of like measure it out right so like when lupita got drug away or whatever he still had the kids like should he have left the kids to go get her no yeah. of course not no you protect your kids mm. are you gonna let your wife just get taken by three of them you gonna take your kids with you well, what did he do though? He backed off with the guy into he, the boat. He said he distracted them. He left the kids anyway. Yeah, he wound up leaving the kids anyway. He distracted them and took them away. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. man. I he's, mean, but the, the point was that his character was not supposed to be like he was the comic relief. He was supposed to be Wesley Snipes, like Blade. You yeah. know what I mean? He was supposed he was to be just, like just the comic relief, like like a. a he said he he said he, he patterned that character after like ninety sitcom dads. Oh, uh, I can see that. Yeah, you know, I like, can see that. You know, like they're they're not supposed to be, you know, so leading alpha male type. Yeah, they're, they're always flawed. You know what I mean? And they're kind of docile. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, they're just living a nice middle, you know, middle American life. You know what I mean? Like they're not struggling. So you don't make decisions. That was a pretty powerful moment. Yeah. She sunned them. I, I really, really enjoyed the uh, fight scenes, though. I thought that was pretty cool. I think they did those very well, and. I mean, I like action movies, so I appreciate like a really good fight scene. And that, that really dramatic one with the I Got Five on it, when they slowed it down and turned it into a horror song, which was pretty powerful. I thought that was fire. I mean, I'm here for it, man. I mean, I thought Jordan did an excellent job of conceptualizing. He says he's making movies that he wants to make the best movie that he has never seen. So that's what he did for Get Out, and that's what he did for this. Like, he's just going through his mind of like all of his old movies that he likes. And then going into like a critique of something in the world, and then just creating that movie. Um, he has a Candyman next. He said he's doing a spiritual uh, addition to the franchise, so not a reboot, um, but something that is inspired by that. And that's his next big horror uh, title. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he clearly he has a, the ability to kind of write his own checks right now. Like whatever you want, bro. We got yeah, you. Yeah, just do it. You know what was cool about, we did our screening, for those folks who are listening, we did a, a private screening with The Wave and we, we kind of just got a whole bunch of folks together. I was really shocked at how many people like that came out don't watch horror films. Well, and I, I think that I was pretty- surprising. Uh, it's, well, a, it's very simple. It's very simple, Greg. Yeah, black you folks know, don't you know, watch them. You know, you know why, black, why don't black people watch Cause them? Because black people ain't in them. Because we're not in them. Yeah, it's all about representation. We die fast and we're not in them. Yeah. So why am I going to support a whole bunch of movies where we either die or we're not in them? Yeah, I mean, I, I I just like movies, so I'm open to watch the movie that black folks aren't in, and I don't really think about it from that lens, but I realized that if I was going to leave the genres I'm comfortable with, I would only leave if there was, like, a reason to leave, right? So, like, I don't really like chick flicks, but if there's Bill Street, you know, Bill Street could talk, I was like, okay, let me give this a shot. This is all think black. like a man or, like, whatever, right. you know what I mean? Right, and so... I get it. I get it. I, I just think that's really cool. I think that's like a little side effect that we're overlooking is how this is oh, exposing not. a lot of people yeah, to yeah, different we're, genres. This is. I just haven't heard people talk about it. Jordan, Jordan Peele's interviews. He is very, very clear about this. Like that he is mm. doing this on purpose. He's like, there. Like, what movie can you think of that has a black family as lead where it is not like the problem? You know, like it's not like coming home for family reunion coonery. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? I, and let alone a horror movie. I mean, it hasn't been a lot of films recently with black family leads. See what I'm saying? So, like, he did. He said that he did this specifically on purpose. Like, right. the movie is not a black movie, 
but it is definitely like intentional that he put a black family at the center of it to like push the narrative when it could have been yeah, really the narrative is definitely racist. It could have been yeah, yeah, it didn't have to be anything. The clones um, are just clones, you know. Yep. They're not really coming I mean, out you know, like fight the power. No, they he just put, he put him in a, he put him he put uh you know the character Gabe in that Howard shirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? He put those Michael Jackson shirts on the kids on purpose. You know, like he, he said all those things were very much on purpose. So even if it is not, you know, it's just for that same reason, like, because he didn't see himself in movies. Mm -hmm. You know, like we do trivia uh, about horror movies all the time during Halloween. Uh, and one of the questions is like, what is the first uh, successful horror movie to have a black person as lead? It's like Night of the Living Dead. And that was 50 years ago. Yeah, I don't even remember that. Yeah, it was a black male's lead. Black male's lead, Night of the Living Dead, and a white woman. Wow. Yep. And who, then, was yeah, who was the lead? Some dude, he, he didn't work oh. much. You know what I mean? <laughs> Some black dude, I mean, he black, you know? Yeah. Uh, so so it's nice to know that, like, these movies are making it so that we can, like, come out and try and actually support, like, yeah. a, an entire genre. Because, I mean, seriously, I have no desire to, like, just go and see another white man kill a whole bunch of people. Right, right, right. But I like It's like I every mean, slasher like movie sci-fi thrillers, though. I really do. I think this is cool. Like, this kind of tapped into, like, the Black Mirror Oh, lane, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think that's if people are really interested in us, I think there's a whole lot of movies and shows that are similar to this that that you'll really enjoy too. I mean, so you I know, encourage you to adventure. And Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out is definitely in an episode of Black Mirror, which is yeah. awesome. And uh, uh, what's her name? Um, Leticia Wright is definitely in an excellent episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. Um, so you can get those, and they're all got some like kind of horror elements. She's she's in the Black Museum. Yep. Uh, episode that's her, and she's in uh, Black. Panther as the sister. So, you know. And, and Jordan Peele's going to be uh, the host of The Twilight Zone. Yeah, man. So, there's going to be a lot of opportunities for us to kind of push these genres. We're definitely going to keep on watching these movies and we're definitely going to keep inviting people to come out and watch them with us so we can talk during the movie. So, out of out of five, how many ways would you give it? Uh, I mean, I'll give it a four. I need four. to watch it again. I'll give it four, too. Yeah, I'll give it four. It's not better the second time, but you'll you'll pick up some things. Yeah, I enjoy the, the that part of it, so yeah. I probably will like thoroughly enjoy it. One of my writing buddies from back in my Atlanta days, she definitely has watched it like five times already. But she's a professional writer. Shout out to mom. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. She got to soak it in. And she actually writes hard. Oh, so nice. she, yeah, she's finishing she's up a program with Universal to be uh, first looks at her stuff. But she, she writes like in those genres that are not represented by Black women at all. What's her name or Instagram so we can uh, look out for? Kimberly Walker. Kimmy got soul. Kimmy got soul. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's her Instagram name. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, you guys, you can keep on following us. You, you can follow the Wave Podcast at Airwaves Podcast. We have know. a screaming a little the Issa Rae oh, and right, Regina right, Hall right. film. I'm excited about that, Wednesday. man. Yeah, because uh, so it's um oh, Regina God. Hall, it's Issa Rae, and it's the girl Masai uh, Martin who is from Blackish. Yeah, and she's dope. She's she actually girl. yeah, it's her movie, and she actually um just started up an entire like business mm. uh, for her own brand and imprint. So she's actually her own like boss now, mm. and she's got to be like 12. She's the executive producer, youngest ever. Well, let's see what she can do. No, I mean, look, she got she. This is already backed by the right people. Yeah, you got Issa and Medina. Yeah, that's kind of. Yeah, a lot of people are gonna Will go Packer. It's like the right people are behind it, and she works with the right people. So, uh, I, and she's also young, so you can't really lose. Yeah, it'll be child friendly too, right? Uh, maybe. Uh, but stay tuned. You can uh, make sure you follow us at the Wave USA, as Greg said. You can follow this podcast at the Airwaves Podcast. Uh, you can follow us on iTunes. Subscribe. 
check us out soundcloud follow there you can just follow me at mr just jason follow greg at the action jackson these are all options do them all find yourself go watch the movie go find yourself in a fun house somewhere we out <laughs>